Welcome to the podcast of home truths, self-help and a little something to bring us all together. When times are tough, remember you are not alone. So jump in here with me and let's do this together. This is I Wrote It, You Were Thinking It by me, Jessica Roberts. Welcome to today's episode. Your anxiety is lying to you. Happy Friday! We did it. If you're listening to this now, you made it to the end of the week. Well, depending on when you're listening, of course, but where I am right now, it is Friday morning. It is the end of the week almost. I started my new job this week, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, been a bit of a chill week, actually. We're um, We're just sort of easing into it, but I feel bloody knackered. You know, like, I don't know, first week back at school. That's kind of what it felt like this week. But really, really happy to finally be employed and feeling like I've actually got a purpose in life now, which is nice. Also did something very cool this week. I mentioned it on my last episode, if you were listening. If you weren't, stop, go back, have a listen. I did an interview with the incredible Louise, who runs the Good Vibe Show on Slack City Radio. Um, we just got together on, on Tuesday evening and just chatted about loads of stuff, really, mainly about this podcast and how the idea for it came about and um, kind of the ups and downs of being an adult, really. Lots of the themes that feature in, in my blog and in, in this podcast. But it was really awesome and she's incredible. So please, if you have some time, um, it is on uh, Slack City Radio, on The Good Vibe Show, which is three till four UK time on Sunday. Um, Go check it out. Not just because I'm on it. That's really narcissistic. That's absolutely not what I'm saying here. Go check it out because it's just great. Some incredible tunes on there. She's got some proper bangers. Trust me. And she's just great as well. And you can also check out her other episodes as well uh, from previous weeks. So go and check it out. You won't regret it. One of the things that came up on the, the talk with Louise was anxiety. I hate that word. It gives me shivers just saying it. And... We were talking about it and she was really open and very candid about the fact that, you know, she's been through periods and times where she's felt anxious. And we were talking about maybe, you know, as a result of the pandemic, a lot of people have been feeling a very similar way. You know, there was this kind of opening up anxiety, wasn't there, where people were worried about coming out of lockdown and going back to normal life, socialising, being around people. And it kind of took me back to, well, it, it took me back to a lot of things. It, it filled me with quite a few different emotions, actually. But it made me think about a blog that I wrote, gosh, about six or seven months ago, which was called Your Anxiety is Lying to You. And it's something that I wrote for myself. And it's something that I wrote for anybody else out there that has suffered with anxiety, is suffering with anxiety. Now, 
there are loads of forms of anxiety, right? So I'm just generalizing across the board here. And please take note, I am not a professional. I'm not a trained professional in this. I'm, I'm just talking from my own experiences. And it got me thinking, why not use this as the theme for episode four? Episode four, we did it, crazy. It's quite funny to think that, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, if you had told me that I'd be doing a podcast talking about my anxiety, I would have probably, number one, been quite anxious, but I would have not believed you, to be honest with you. Um, it's something that I don't talk about very often. Um, I have been opening up about it a lot more particularly with, you know, close friends, um, my partner, you know, I'm quite open about it in that respect. And obviously I have been, been writing about it in the past, but previously, you know, I was so embarrassed to even admit, I suppose, to myself that I suffered with anything of this, this nature. For me, I initially associated it with, with weakness, with not being a confident person, with not being able to cope with certain scenarios, you know, quite simple scenarios as well, such as going to the supermarket, going to the hairdressers, going to an airport before a flight. All of these things that we all do or previously, you know, have all done quite regularly became a real challenge for me. That was something that I wasn't very comfortable admitting. It was something that I wasn't very comfortable talking about either. And I suppose that's why we are where we are today, because I finally realised that actually talking about it, opening up, not being embarrassed, is one of the very first steps to, to feeling a little bit better about the fact that this thing does exist. Now... I wrote a blog a couple months ago called Your Anxiety is Lying to You and the reason I wrote that is because I was of this belief for such a long time that what was going on in my mind, in my body, whilst it was very real physically, you know, the symptoms that you feel such as lightheaded, can't breathe, you feel clammy, I mean, my hands go really numb and tingly to the point where you can barely feel them. You're hot and cold, your temperatures change. You know, these physical symptoms are real. But what happens when you have anxiety is that inside your, your brain, you're told certain, you know, you're telling yourself certain things such as, I can't do that. I, I shouldn't do that because X, Y, Z will happen. If I do this, I might die. If I do this, something bad might happen. All of these things that are going on in your mind are not true. It's your anxiety trying to make you believe that these things will happen so that you don't go ahead and do that thing that you were supposed to be doing, i.e. going to the supermarket or going to the hairdressers. When you feel these physical symptoms, such as the difficulty breathing, um, blurred vision, feeling nauseous, whatever it might be. I know it can be really uh, varied for, for different people, but your brain starts to access what's called fight or flight mode. 
So what that means is you either stay in that situation and you go through a roller coaster of emotions or you leave the situation which depending on the scenario can be quite difficult to do so if you're on a flight you ain't getting off whereas if you're in a supermarket you can just leave now both have their pros and cons right but sometimes it's actually easier to be in a situation where you can't leave and that might sound a little bit strange a little bit contradictory particularly if you've never been in that situation but let's say for example you are in an airport or you are on a plane you have to find alternate ways of coping with your current situation with the feelings that you're going through you can't just get up and leave and that's quite a good thing because it means that you have to kind of explore what's going on both physically mentally, emotionally, it gives you a bit more of an exposure into the ups and downs of what you're experiencing in that moment. And what's really good about that, although it's super stressful and your your emotions will be extremely heightened at that point, what's really good about it is that it gives you instructions on how to deal with it next time. A bit like a manual. And it gives you that confidence that, you know, once you're out of that situation, nothing bad actually happened. Yeah, it was pretty painful, a bit stressful, a bit embarrassing maybe, depending on how you dealt with it. But you realise that you came out of that situation fairly unharmed. Now, what the issue is with the other alternative, the one where you can escape, is that it gives you that option to maybe not go back into that scenario again, because you know you can come out of it. So, for example, let's take the supermarket, which it seems so silly talking about this because I used to love supermarket shopping, right? It sounds really sad, but it used to be something that I would do on a daily basis every week, you know, go into a shop. And then one time it became an issue, became a real challenge for me. And what I started to do was I'd go into the supermarket already thinking that, you know, maybe something bad was going to happen. And I would put my stuff down and I would leave. Now, in that moment, that feels great because you are out of that scenario where you're feeling um, physically unwell, where you're panicking that something's going to happen. But once that panic attack goes away, once that anxiety leaves, you're then left with this feeling of guilt that you left the situation. You're left with this embarrassment that this happened again and then you have another battle you have another situation to deal with and then the the other thing that's difficult about that situation is that you've got to go back and do it again and for some people those situations don't come around again because they prevent themselves from going you know they start to do shopping online They start to not go out with their friends to bars. They start to not go to restaurants because they don't want to put themselves in that situation. And whilst that might be okay for the short term, whilst you, you know, sort yourself out, that's not really sustainable. You know, we don't want to live our lives where we're not living them to the fullest. We're not going and doing these things that life is all about. 
So what can we do when we are in these situations where we are feeling anxious? Now, again, it differs for everybody, right? But some things that I try that have really worked for me, the first one and probably the most obvious one is breathing. And it sounds really silly because we all breathe, but a lot of us don't actually breathe properly. So the way you breathe is really important. And I think the most important thing about the breathing um, mechanism is actually just being aware of it. Because when you're starting to think about how you're breathing, all of a sudden you're not thinking about maybe some of the other symptoms that you're feeling. You're not thinking about the environment that you're exposed to. And don't worry about how you look. You know, if you're taking some deep breaths, like longer breaths, don't even start to worry about what you might look like in um, in public. Fuck them. You do you, you know. And the other thing that I would really recommend, and this is something that takes a lot of practice and it, you kind of got to stick with it, but it's self-talk. So talking to yourself, I do it in my head. You know, I don't do it out loud, but you can, I suppose. I mean, I don't know if you'd really want to do that, but you know, you could do it quite quietly underneath your breath, I guess. But, you know, just try telling yourself, I'm okay. Come on, stick this out. Sometimes I think about what would I say to a friend in that situation? That can be a difficult one because we all deal with things differently. But just try giving yourself, you know, just a bit, just be, be a friend to yourself in that situation. Talk it through. What's the worst that can happen here? Do another minute. You know, just stay for a minute longer. Keep breathing. Keep talking to yourself. And, you know, something that I also do when I'm, I'm talking to myself is tell myself that my anxiety is lying to me. I am okay. Nothing bad's going to happen in this scenario. Nothing bad's going to happen to anybody else. Yes, the physical symptoms that I'm feeling right now are real, but this is a result of what's going on, you know, in, 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 in your mind, what's going on upstairs. Your anxiety is lying to you. It's making you believe that all these things are going to happen. And, you know, 99.999% of the time, they're not. You're going to be okay. So keep telling yourself that. And then the other thing, and this is something I've spoken about in a few previous blogs as well. And it's something that I'm still very much working on is be present. So look around try and find something that you can focus on or try and you know look for different colors in the room or, or wherever you are try and see how many people on the train are wearing glasses how many people on the train have red hair how many people on the train are wearing white trainers or you know try and maybe if you've been in that same environment previously try and spot something that you've never seen before almost like a little game with yourself but when you're present, a bit like the breathing, you almost start to forget all of the other things that's going on around you. It just becomes noise. And that can be a really, really effective technique. It takes time and it takes practice. And a lot of the time, you know, your mind does bring you back into, into what, what you're feeling and experiencing. But just try and stick with that one because it can be a really effective one. And then there's this last thing, and this is probably the hardest. Talk to someone. So I've been in situations before where out of the blue, I've had an anxiety attack. And it can be in a really, you know, 
just normal situation where you're least expecting it. I mean, I was sat out on the street having a coffee, reading my book, and I realised my vision started to go a little bit blurred. I was sort of becoming a little bit fidgety. My palms were sweating. My, my heart started to race. I could barely swallow. And I'm thinking, what what's happening to me? And then, of course, I, I sort of pieced it all together and I knew that I was starting to have um, an anxiety attack. And my first immediate response to that was to just try and sit quietly and, and ride it out until it's over. Now, if people know you well, and if you've experienced these before with other people, they'll, they might start to notice. And in this instance, um, it, it didn't go unnoticed. And just by actually saying, you know, I'm having, I'm having an episode, or I'm having a moment, or maybe have a code word or like a safe word that you say where, you know, this is happening to you. Number one, it can stop the other person from panicking and thinking that you are having a heart attack or something. Um, but also it gives you some comfort that someone else is on your side. You know, someone else is on the same wavelength as you. They know that something's going on. And when you come out of it, which can, you know, thankfully for me, it, it only lasts sort of five, 10 minutes. But for some people, it can last hours. You know, if you know, if someone knows that you are going through that, they're going to be there when you come out the other side. And, and that can be really, really, really comforting. So talk to someone it can really help. I hope that anybody out there that is or has gone through a similar thing has found this useful. Um, my message to leave you with is that if you are experiencing this and you can't you know, handle it alone and these techniques aren't working for you, please go and talk to somebody about it. There are people out there that can help. There are professionals that are you know, experienced in helping you come up with different coping mechanisms and ways of dealing with this, which will not prevent you from doing things in the future. You know, we want to live fulfilling lives. We don't want to be held back by this thing called anxiety. I also want you to know that you're not alone. So many people experience this on different levels, different forms, but you're not alone. And having anxiety, and this is the biggest thing for me that I've learned and that I'm you know, so happy to, to say is that having anxiety doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you a, a, an unconfident person. It doesn't make you any less good at being a friend. It doesn't make you any less of a partner. It doesn't make you bad at your job. It doesn't make you unworthy of being who you are. It's just a part of you. And remember the physical symptoms, yes, they are real. I feel you, it's, it's hard. But the other side of it, you know, when your mind is racing, when it's in overdrive and you're starting to believe that all these terrible things are about to happen, they're not. Remember, your anxiety is lying to you. Thanks for listening. Also, me again, hi. Um, thanks for listening if you made it that far. Just a quick one. There is a function available on this podcast where you can actually send in some messages. So if you've listened to this podcast and it has 
resonated with you, you can relate to it, maybe you can't, maybe you have some tips of your own, some techniques of your own, or maybe you just want to share your own experiences as well, um, you can send in a message, that would be awesome, please do, I'll pick them up, um, you can also request that they get shared and I can share them on a, a, another podcast so that you can have your voice heard as well. If not, they will be kept um, just between you and I and they will be totally anonymous. So feel free, uh, send in some messages. Um, also feel free to share this podcast as well. Share it on Instagram, um, send it to your friends, anybody that you think it might help, anybody that you think could get a little laugh from it. I don't know, whatever you think um, would be good, then feel free, really appreciate it. And I'll see you guys for episode five. Have a good weekend. Bye.